Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome back to The Break Room. Here on The Break Room, we are all about making ourselves the best in the business, the most marketable, the most wanted, and the easiest to work with. In the business world, one of the most important things to have is professional communication skills, especially when dealing with difficult people you cannot avoid. This person can sometimes be the topic of your workplace's break room and can be gossiped about. We're going to talk about taking a professional approach to solving these difficult problems instead of gossiping and complaining. Katerina Bezrakova, a professor at Santa Clara University, studies the psychological effect on workplace relations. In this study, she found that there's a direct connection between positive psychology and your physical well-being. People who suffer from workplace injustice of some sort can develop anger, frustration, anxiety, insomnia, and headaches. These relationships, coupled with the connection between long-term chronic psychological distress and increased risk of physical health problems such as cardiovascular disease, make this a crucial dollars and cents issue for businesses all around the world. So dealing with those hard-to-work people every day and not being proactive and doing anything about it can have a long-term effect on your mental and physical health along with how you feel towards your current job. In the break room, we're going to start a new series on how to deal with those difficult people in your workplace. On today's first episode of our new series, we're going to talk about identifying what type of difficult person you're dealing with and what questions we should ask about ourselves before taking any action. Now, there's a variety of ways you can describe the difficult people in the workplace. Textbooks will have one way of labeling people, and other professionals in the business world will have their ways. Today, we're going to be using David Brown's description of difficult people. To give some background on David Brown, he is the author of The Art and Science of Dealing with Difficult People. He has six categories that he uses to label different people. These six categories include control freaks, creative people, shapers, aggressive or defensive, and submissive. Now that I've told you the six categories, let's begin diving deep into each one of these and what characteristics can irritate us in the workplace. It is important to note, however, that one thing might get under one person's skin, but for another, that characteristic is enjoyable to work for. We will talk more about that later on and how to view each of these different types of people. First, we're going to talk about perfectionists. David describes that the issue with perfectionists is if you're looking for quick and fast results, that night might always be their strength. They're going to look at details and not miss it on anything, and sometimes that takes time. In the business world, you don't always have the time to go into excruciating detail. However, this skill is needed in certain circumstances and can be helpful. Next up, we have our control freaks. Now, everyone could admit they like things done their way or at least have some part of their idea in it. However, these people can sometimes be overly controlling and irritate people who want to say in the project. The next type is creative individuals. These kinds of people are essential to businesses as they have new ideas to help us grow. But if you want something done fast, simple, routine, sometimes they'd like to take a new approach and have a creative solution to it when sometimes you just need a simple answer. All right, now we can look at our shapers. Shapers can sometimes feel as though they need to take over when they see fit. They help drive action when needed, but sometimes when it's someone else's project and they come in and swoop in and take over, that can be very frustrating to the individual. The fourth type is aggressive or defensive people. Like the shapers, these individuals can move forward and push individuals to finish. 
However, it can also take on the opposite effect, where it can cause arguments and negative confrontation that can end up impacting the workplace relationship. Also, sometimes it feels as though you can't give them feedback without them being defensive and feeling angry. Finally, we have a submissive people. These individuals can lack confidence and may not speak up. It can seem as though they're not doing anything for the group, as they like to sit back and do things on their own. This can be annoying as people feel as though they are not contributing to the group. Now that we know all the types of difficult people and what they do that can irritate us, we next need to know what questions to ask and what we should do to deal with this. However, when we work with people for a long time or before we even get to know people on a personal level at work, it can be easy to make assumptions on why individuals do certain things. Sometimes we can think people are doing things on purpose as if they know what they are doing bugs you. You think they know I hate that, so they're going to do that on purpose. When in reality, they might not even know that a certain behavior bugs you at all. What we might take as a personal attack could not even be personal in the first place, and it was just a simple mistake. Everybody has their flaws, nobody's perfect, and everybody has their days. We're going to learn how to separate ourselves from the situation and know what questions to ask to see what's fact and what is just an assumption. All right, we are back. Now we can admit we've all made some assumptions in our life. It's a natural tendency for us to do. But sometimes these assumptions can get us in trouble and make us get irritated at things that we shouldn't even be irritated at. Now we're going to look at three different ways to view a situation through a different lens. Tony Schwartz of the Harvard Business Review has a theory on lenses and how we see every situation through a certain lens. Sometimes these lenses hold us back from seeing things in a factual way and have us making assumptions or even seeing things that aren't even there. Now the first lens he calls realistic optimism. And the two questions that Schwartz says we should ask ourselves when looking through this lens is, what are the facts about the situation? And what's the story that I'm telling myself about this fact? And what do I really want as an outcome? Now, stepping back and separating ourselves from these situations can be hard if you have a dead set feeling on how the situation happened. You can think that I feel this way and I am entitled to feel how I feel. But sometimes you really have to sit back and think about what happened and what the facts are without putting emotion into it. Another way to think about it is reflecting on the situation and asking yourself, On my best day, on my most calm and collected day, how would I react to this? And what would I be proud of looking back on it? Next up, we have what he calls the reverse lens. This is when you take in consideration the feelings of the difficult people you are dealing with. This is the classic walk in someone else's shoes. The two questions that Schwartz recommends we ask ourselves is, What is this person feeling and what way does this make sense to them? And where is my responsibility in all of this? At the end of the day, like we said, nobody's perfect and everyone has their off days. So it could be your action that caused someone to react to you in that negative manner and you were their difficult person that day. This is where you have to become responsible for your actions and how you react to people. Everybody wants to be understood and have their emotions understood by others. Taking the time to get to know the individual, how they feel, and why they reacted that way will help you create a line of communication that's going to help each of you grow and work together better in the long run. The last lens you can look through is the long lens. 
This is when all else fails, your fears come true, nothing's working out, and it's the worst outcome you could think of. You've tried the two other lenses, and you feel as though you've tried everything, so now what? Sometimes this happens, and it's okay. This is when we learn and push ourselves. This is when we get pushed beyond our comfort zone and faced with new problems. Think back on one of the most difficult times you faced in the workplace. One of those moments where you think nothing good can come out of this. Things are terrible. Now that you're looking back on it, you realize you got through it, you survived, and you learned. These situations sucked, but it made you learn a lesson. Maybe you learned how to stand up for yourself. You learned how to work with that type of person. Or you learned altogether that you want a different profession. These are times of growth. When you go through all options and you have a problem and you don't know how to fix it. This is also when you learn how to make those hard choices. Those tough decisions where you never want to make, but at some point you have to. This is where you focus on what you want for your future and how you're going to work towards that. Now that we've identified all the kinds of difficult people and we talked about the different lenses to look at individuals through, hopefully you can take some advice away. When you have a coworker that frustrates you or makes a certain situation difficult, you can now know to step back, look at the facts, look at it through their eyes, and you can look at it in the long run of how you want this to turn out and what actions you have to take to ensure it does turn out that way. Next in the series, we're going to take a look at ourselves even deeper and are going to see if we are the difficult person in someone else's life. And if so, how can we adapt and deal with this difficult situation? We don't want to change ourselves as a whole because we are ourselves and we are who we are. And you should be proud of who you are because we all can't be the same. And like I said before, we're the best in the business. So we have to learn to adapt, how to change and how to be the best to work with. But most importantly, we don't want to be the one that's talked about in the break room.